Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. As a flight instructor, what is the hardest thing to teach a student while learning to fly? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com, and you are listening to perhaps my favorite of the four podcasts. That is the CFI podcast, Certificated Flight Instructor. It is one of my favorites because yes, it gets the least amount of views and everything else because there's just not many CFIs out there as we know. It's a, we're, a, we're a small bunch, but my goodness, those of you that choose to listen to this, like could I hire every single one of you? That, that's how I really feel uh, about this because any flight instructor who is willing to take time out of their day to better themselves, which inherently betters their students, like M0A is hiring for people like you. I'm not even joking. Like we, we need people like you, no doubt. It's absolutely... Um, outstanding that you would take the time to listen to this. I want to take just 10 minutes of your afternoon or your morning, whenever you're listening to this. I know you are busy and some of you are saying, no, 10 minutes, we want more time. I understand that too. There's more to come with that as well. But I just want to take that time to really share what I believe is the hardest thing to teach in aviation. Before I do that, Obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you saw it, but if you haven't, I need you to go back and I need you to look at last week's YouTube and Facebook video. You know, every Tuesday we post a new video to social media, just continuing to deliver the highest level of content to you all out there and to your students as well. We did a video injecting the science of learning into radio communications. We did that with many of you know the love of my life, Magda, and you saw Magda's first radio calls in day 17 of the 31 Day Safer Pilot Challenge. By the way, thank you for playing full out and your students playing full out in the 31 Day Safer Pilot Challenge. 1.2 million views if you add up everything across YouTube and Facebook. It is absolutely incredible. I know you and your students, you alone count for 31 of those uh, of those video views and your students as well. So thank you for that. So anyways, you perhaps saw, and actually when I asked, when Magda and I asked in a video recently, what was your favorite video? Many of you mentioned that day 17, which was phenomenal because you live it so much when you work with students. Maybe you're, you're an aspiring CFI as well. You will live it when you work with students that when students key up that microphone button, we lose a few IQ points. I meant what I said there. Like I still 10,000 hours later, sometimes we'll hit the mic and just things come out and you're like, I didn't mean to say it that way, right? I mean, I may be a public speaker and all these things, but sometimes you just lose a few IQ points when you hit that button, it seems. And that's true of our student pilots. Well, Magda has been really improving her radio communications and last week's video, so if you're listening to this later, by the way, this is, it'd be the third video in February of 2021. Um, I don't exactly, um, the, the title escapes me here. Maybe the team can add it in the description or a link to it as well uh, with this in, in post um, as well, team, if you'll, if you'll remind me uh, to go do that or if you wouldn't mind doing that for us. But I want you to watch the video because we integrated 
the science of learning and a particular practice called mixed practice into radio communications. So here's what mixed practice says by definition. Mixed practice or varied practice, as it's sometimes called, says that we get more out of varying our practice than we do out of just trying to beat the same thing into our head, just trying to get that normal landing and doing 10 normal landings. Don't do 10 normal landings. Do five different types of landings. And there's a lot of data that backs this up, a, a kind of a fun, cute one. Uh, and there's, there's a lot. I'm just picking a fun one uh, from kids in gym class. But there's millions from, from all scopes of not just motor skills, but cognitive skills. Mixed practice works across all mediums, demographics, ages, everything. But there's a fun one that sticks out to me. It was kids, middle schoolers, um, in gym class practicing like beanbag toss. We call it cornhole. But when I talk about this on in-flight coffee a few weeks ago, people are going, what's cornhole? And I guess being in the South, we just know what cornhole is. Beanbag toss. You know, you toss the beanbag and that board, it's kind of slanted with the hole in it. We call that cornhole. Some people call that beanbag toss. So I, I learned that on in-flight coffee. People thought I was crazy. Wonder what I was... It, it's on ESPN. It's like a real thing now, okay? Anyways, they pra were practicing beanbag toss. And they divided the kids up into two groups for 12 weeks. For 12 weeks, Monday through Friday, when the kids were in gym class, one group practiced on just a three-foot beanbag toss, meaning the target was three feet away from them. 12 weeks, Monday through Friday, during their hour of gym class, that's what they did. The three-foot practice. The other group varied their practice. Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, they practice on a four-foot beanbag toss. Tuesdays, Thursdays, they practice on a six-foot beanbag toss. They never practiced on a three-foot beanbag toss. They kind of just varied their practice between, even did as short as two feet, I believe, but never hit three feet. They kind of bounced between two and four and six and just bounced around. They never, ever in the entire 12 weeks, practice on a three-foot beanbag toss. Well, 12 weeks goes by. One group is drilling on the three-foot beanbag toss over and over and over. The other group, two, four, kind of just bouncing all around. Never three feet, though. 12 weeks go by, and it's the day of the competition. The groups are pinned against each other, and the competition is on a three-foot beanbag toss. Well, you would think those who drilled and practiced over and over and over on the three-foot beanbag toss would crush the competition who never practiced on the three-foot beanbag toss. And nothing could be further from the truth. Overwhelmingly, the group who had never thrown a beanbag into a three-foot target was the overwhelming winner. I'm talking crushed the group that, was, that only practice on the three-foot bin. And this is true over and over in not only motor skills, and flying is so much motor skills, cognitive skills as well. Mixing up our practice, varying our practice. It was actually, I believe it's the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't follow sports much um, much anymore. Too busy making videos and podcasts and, and geeking out on, on the science of learning and reading a ton of books. Uh, so I don't follow sports much anymore. 
I want to say it's the Chicago Blackhawks, but hockey fans, I apologize if I'm wrong. But the Chicago Blackhawks adopted this mixed practice. That they would practice, you know, shots on goal from from various spots all around the ice. And then just when they thought they were getting that, they'd go back to a passing drill. And just when they're getting comfortable with the passing drill, they would go back to another drill. And just when they got comfortable with that drill, they'd go to the next drill. And they continued. And many of them were interviewed saying, you know, it's kind of frustrating. As soon as we're finally getting the hang of one drill, coach switches us to another drill, right? Well, you know, the the, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have had uh, had some decent seasons um, in uh, in the NHL as well. So this mixed practice, this varied practice, it works. So I need you to go watch. This was this was my idea. I thought, how can I add mixed practice, varied practice to radio communications? I know how to do it with landings. I can mix up landings. I can mix up maneuvers. That's not a problem. But radio communications? So I had this crazy idea. I said, Magda, let's go fly. And I want you to do every radio call. We are going to depart a class D airport. So class D departure radio calls. So just when she starts to get comfortable with the tower, Tower is going to drop her because we're going on a cross country and now you're going to pick up VFR flight following. Very different than class Delta Tower. So just as she started to get comfy talking to ground and talking to tower, they drop her and let's pick up flight following. She gets on with flight following. And just as she's getting comfortable with flight following, flight following drops her and we're heading over to Cedar Key, which is a, one of my favorite places, but it's also a tiny pilot controlled, uncontrolled airport. So in this span, and it only took us 45 minutes, we condensed the video down, trust me. Still a longer video though. In the span of 45 minutes, she got to practice ground and tower at a Delta, VFR flight following, and then making my 10 mile calls all the way up to my downwind base final calls at an uncontrolled pilot controlled airport. All very, very different radio calls, as you know. And we were able to mix up our practice. Well, you can imagine literally in that lesson, I was watching the radio calls improve before my eyes. You know, it, it's, this can be challenging because sometimes you just, you fly out of your home airport and it's so easy to only focus on deltas or only focus on pilot controlled, uncontrolled airports. And we get in this rut of things that this is why students fear those who fly to towered field fear the uncontrolled environment. And those who fly in an uncontrolled environment fear the towered environment because we're not allowing them to mix up their practice enough. That's not even the topic of the podcast today, by the way. I just wanted to share that because I, I geek out on the science of learning. It is kind of the topic in a way, though, because what I believe is the hardest thing to teach in aviation isn't radio communications. I believe it's good decision-making. So I want to challenge you with something here. You know this if you've been a CFI for a while. It is hard to teach a student to make good, sound, smart decisions. Sometimes we, we're, we're blessed with the humble student, and sometimes we are given the cocky student. And how do we handle that, right? Well, that's a whole podcast in and of itself, how we can handle working with difficult students sometimes. And remind me of that. That could be a great topic here in the near future, dealing with difficult students. But more importantly than that, how can we integrate things like mixed practice into decision-making? 
some ideas I came up with. Well, we can create some fictitious cross countries. Hey, we're going to Tallahassee today. The weather is this. We're going to Naples today. The weather is whatever it may be. But there's something different when you actually give them some skin in the game and depart on that flight. What if you, what if the, I'm flying from Ocala to Tallahassee and the weather is just, eh, today. like you're not going to make the whole flight to Tallahassee. It's not good enough. But what if you, an instrument student, you filed like you're going to go to Tallahassee. You get your, you literally get out to the plane. You start the plane. You might get up to your altitude and say, listen, I just wanted to show you this is why we're not flying this weather. We're diverting back to Ocala. Now we're practicing diversions. We're practicing decision-making. We're showing them what a gray wall of terribleness looks like in front of them. We're getting nowhere near that. We're turning back around. Like, How can you give this real-world practice to your students and in turn help them build better decision-making muscles? That's what I'm really after with all of this. So flight instructors and aspiring flight instructors and just student pilots even who are listening to this, what are some of your ideas? How can we integrate mixed practice? How can we integrate the science of learning into decision-making? It's the hardest thing to teach in aviation. I can teach you landings. I can teach you radio communications. I can teach you steep turns, whatever it takes. I can help you overcome a fear of stalling, but boy, Teaching good decision-making is leading by example for starters, but there's so much more to it. What is that more? Let me know in the comments section below this. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, send us a note if you're listening to this on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the thumbs up. Thank you for the five stars, everything. You are such a blessing to myself, uh, this amazing team, my amazing family. Just thank you for all that you do. Have a blessed, amazing, outstanding day. And most importantly, remember, the good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you.